right, everybody, we're back. Sorry, we really, really wanted to do a Bachelor News thing this weekend, but... There was nothing to talk about, really. Yeah, I mean, we had some stuff to talk about, but let's face it, we're lazy. I was tired uh, and in a bad mood because I burned the yeah, soup. Let me let me tell you a little story. Yeah, guys. tell us a story. A little blah blah blah. Cast your mind back to <laughs> a different Sunday, time. Right? It was a different era. It was uh, it was a different time back then. Much mm-hmm. much as Chris Harrison argued that 2018 was a different time. We'll get from to where that. We are now. We'll yeah, get we to will that. get to that. Yeah. Cast your mind back to Sunday night where I put a soup on the stove. And walk away for about, what, 10 minutes, 10 15, minutes, yeah. only to come back and to find Ryan FaceTiming his parents while smoke pours <laughs> into the house. Uh, Smokey the Bear was here. I'm really worried that mm-hmm. our smoke alarms aren't working. Yeah, Smokey the Bear prowling and a growling and a sniff in the air. And the dinner was completely burned and ruined. And ruined. And then... Ryan was in a real bad mood. I was a real sourpuss. Yeah. This guy, this guy <laughs> was real not sourpuss. in the mood to deliver the Bachelor Nation I did news. not want to talk about Katie being the new Bachelorette or not. Which it's a good we thing don't know. we didn't yeah. cover because that's not been confirmed. Yes. It sounds like for once, Reality Steve is just full of shit. For once. He's yeah. always full of shit. That guy. Weren't you saying one of our stories, though, was going to be... That he makes a shit ton of money. That was one of the headlines. How much money does this guy make? Let's just do it now. No, we're going to do that. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not this show. If I don't burn the soup on Sunday, we'll do it then. Well. Um, All right. We don't have a lot of shout outs this week. Thanks, everybody. You're really leaving us in the lurch. I'd like to give a shout out to Chris Harrison for being a racist dick. Yeah, well, we'll get to that whole thing. Well, yeah. when are we going to get to well, that Well, oh, I thing? was going to, let's do it. I was going to do our town real quick. All right. Well, but here's, this has a twist this week. Okay. You get to pick. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get oh, to it. thanks. Yeah. Keep me on schedule, buddy. You, yeah. We'll get to that whole Hang thing. on, hang on. We got an agenda here. Did you get the agenda, the meeting minutes? We get to approve the minutes from last meeting. Um. Give me a number between 900 and 1,000. 99. 9.99. Okay, shout out no, to- No, no, I said 99. Oh, no, it's got to be between 900 oh, and 900 1,000. Oh, 900 and 1,000. Yeah. All right, 998. Okay, shout out to Winnemucca, Nevada. Oh, how'd See? you do that? I've got the Excel spreadsheet right here. That was town number 998. Well, Isn't that's this fun? fun? Yeah, let's do this from now on if somebody doesn't send us a town to shout out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now let's get to Harrison. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to keep you on my schedule. I'm so glad we did that town shout out before we talked about anything else. It was fun, right? I want to get that out of the way. Yeah. And now we can really get down to business of Harrison's that was disastrous. That so was fun. Extra. Was extra? Uh, yes. Okay. You want to set the scene for this? Uh, why don't you go ahead, bud? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, um, Harrison went on Extra, was interviewed by Rachel Lindsay. Correct. Um, about, was this the entirety of the interview? I feel like there was more. I saw like a 13-minute clip, and that was all about yeah. the other Rachel. I think that might have been it, though. Okay. I mean, it's not like those extra interviews are like <laughs> an hour long it's not a hard down. hitting right <laughs> yeah so the co- the topic of conversation was rachel from this season 
So we were actually going to cover this in The Bachelor in the news among the many things that she has done that are racist online. And it's funny because people are like, all these accusations out there. Like, they're not accusations. We have, like, well, photos of these things do, happening. But I will say, in not in her defense, but up to this point, I feel like some of the stuff that people were bringing forward was more... I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know if this is right. Like, conjecture? Is that okay. right? So, like, there was a picture of her with a friend pointing at, like, a MAGA hat. Okay, And yeah. I want to say that someone, like, found out that she was a registered Republican. Mm-hmm. So, stuff like that that, like, it's not, <laughs> I think you can draw your own conclusion sure, from it. Sure, right. But to me, there's a, there is a, a difference between say, finding out that someone is a re- registered Republican right, yeah. and f- seeing a photo of them at a, say, Old South, like, plantation sorority party, which to me is is obviously <laughs> a, a way worse and, sure. and just much more like hard evidence of like, wow, that's terrible. Yeah, right. So that's, as Anna said, so there a photo surfaced. Rachel was with her sorority in like old timey ball gowns at an old south plantation and like, I, I, sorry i cut you go off. ahead go well, i almost feel like if that picture hadn't surfaced like to me the interview that that harrison gives to extra is what he should have said about the other stuff right right and then you can't do that after a certain point well that's the problem and i think he like conflated all that stuff together so in the interview kind of to give so it was 13 minutes there's a bunch of like terrible annoying stuff that he says but he's basically like who are we to not that's not quite right he's like oh no he says that okay who am i who are we to judge i don't want to be the woke i don't want to be the woke police is like and he did that thing that people do where it's like if you're judging her on this, you're just as bad. You're doing what she yes, like, like. No, you're, you're not. Two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> right. Oh, you're the God. real racist. Yes. And he's like, is it racist, Rachel? I don't know. Who are are we? Are we allowed to answer that question? I don't know. Like, imagine <laughs> saying that to a black woman. Right. Well, and Rachel had Rachel, who comported herself yes. extremely well in the interview, was like, well, what would I have dressed as if I had gone to this party? But you know Chris what? Harrison. We all just have to remember it was 2018. <laughs> we didn't know that it wasn't okay to romanticize slavery in 2018. <laughs> Three years ago. Who, who knew? Which, who knew? you know, the funny thing is he's not even, I mean, he's certainly not the first person to make that argument you you know i was thinking about uh blake lively and ryan reynolds had like a plantation wedding Mm -hmm. and i mean i do think that there's a there's a maybe a difference there maybe not i don't know um i mean they just they had their wedding at the plantation to me, it takes it a step further to then do what they are doing in this picture that Rachel's in Correct. of like dressing yeah. in the antebellum garb. Correct. Yeah. I still think that it's a shitty, like, I don't, <laughs> I think you're wrong to have a wedding at a plantation. Mm-hmm. And that now, so I kind of get what he's saying because I feel like now people are becoming more aware of that. And I do think the guidelines maybe of like what is accepted and what isn't is becoming stricter as it should Mm -hmm. um but i mean for him he just he repeats it like five times right and it's like even if it were like two that the year 2000 like 2018 was three years ago like Uh, we all know like i love these people who are like 
I didn't know there was racism until 2020. Like, where have you been? Right. <laughs> like, I was slow to realize a lot of this stuff, too. But I feel like people knew in 2018. Sure. And so some things like I feel like there I mean there can be microaggressions that to, you know that I hear about today that I'm like oh I wouldn't have thought about that right. but like yeah so I get I don't I mean I do get his point that like maybe it doesn't do anyone that good maybe there has to be a line where you don't just like instantly attack every everything but <laughs> but I mean you Well, so here's here's I I have some thoughts on this. So one is like there is clearly he got upset because people were coming for a contestant, but he didn't defend Lee like this. Stop picking like racist fucks for their winners. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, totally. I mean, you're right. We've had some horrible contestants on there before, and he doesn't go to bat for them. But he did this with uh with what's his face Garrett Garrett because they don't want their lead. To end up with someone that America already hates, right? Six right. weeks away from the finale, right? Nobody's rooting for Rachel now, right? You know. Well, and here's the thing: is there is a a perfectly neutral. It still wouldn't have been great, but like he could have just said, like he spent like 13 minutes defending Rachel. He could have just said, you know, I don't think that anybody should have done these. Had gone to a party like this. And I want to hear what Rachel has to say. You know, obviously I don't condone this, but I'll wait to hear what Rachel has to say. Done. Like that's 30 seconds. I I (laughs) felt like that was more of the approach that he took with the Garrett stuff Uh of like, I'm not going to defend this. Like, I'm not Garrett, you know. And I mean, he Mm -hmm. certainly gave him some softball questions about it at the After the Rose. Um, But to me, this interview with Rachel was... A hundred times worse because it really was him defending it. Right, right. Well, and he said a bunch of stupid stuff. Oh, ridiculous. When he was like, 50 million people did this. 50 like, million people went to Old South, actually specific Kappa Alpha Old South <laughs> plantation parties in 2018 alone. What the fuck are you talking about, Look, Harrison? If yeah. Go, if you did not go to an antebellum party in 2018, you were living under a rock. Yeah, one sixth of the American population went to an antebellum he, um, sorority party. He, when he started going in that direction, he seemed really like unhinged. Like yeah. his shirt was unbuttoned yeah. a little too low. His hair looked bad. Yep, you could tell that he. Oh, he kind of seemed like he was almost on something. Mm-hmm. Like this was not the Harrison that we know and love. Well, and he said he had a moment where it was almost like a Michael Scott monologue where he was like, what are we going to do? Are we going to tear these to the ground and then dig in the dirt until all the racism racism is gone? What are you talking about? And then he was like, who am I? Who am I to stand here and, and talk about this? Well, you've been the spokesperson for this show for 20 years. You know, like he, I feel like he, too quickly was like, I don't have any role in this. Right, like, yeah. Why is everyone expecting me to make a statement? I can't condemn this. Yeah. Oh. No, and I mean, I get like, one of the things that he was saying was that he's like, I'm sure these girls just wanted to put on pretty dresses and go to a party. And like, I'm sure they did. That doesn't make it okay. Like, I believe that they weren't like, let's go to this slavery <laughs> yeah. party. Yay, slavery. Right. But that's not really, that's not a defense. No. And... As someone who is from the South, 
like you you know that right. shit isn't right. right you know you do like mm-hmm. so stop trying to act like it, you know it was just a fun party like no it again maybe you could have made that argument in the 80s or the 90s i don't know even then i don't think like how stupid do you have to be to think that that's an okay party theme right well and i heard i haven't confirmed this but i saw someone said that even like the national chapter of whatever that sorority was banned that fraternity oh oh, okay banned that theme like old South theme in 2016, right? And in 2018, they just did and it. And they're anyways. just like, we don't care. We want right. to do it. So it's you that know, important. To exactly. Us. This is the hill that we're going to die on. Dumbasses. This racist party. Yeah. So I mean, I was, uh, I was extremely disappointed in Harrison's interview. Yeah, um, I was too. And oh. Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. My microphone is propped <laughs> on three books right now. And it fell into you. Yeah, I really knocked it over. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, and obviously it adds, <laughs> I think, this really interesting layer that if the spoilers are to be believed, she does, I mean, I, spoiler alert. I don't even feel like people are prefacing these articles with spoiler yeah, alerts. Yeah, no, the article I read about it just had a giant spoiler in it she, without telling you. I yeah. mean, are we going to... Uh, people love that we're a no spoiler podcast. Right. I mean, we've basically said it, but she yeah. makes it far. And yes. I feel like it's very interesting that there's a high possibility that she could end up having to talk about this while sitting next to a black man right. that she's in love with. You know, yep. I mean, it is it is interesting. Yeah. Well, that was the other dumb thing that Harrison said. He's like. Where's that narrative and all this that she's falling in love with a black man? Like you can't be racist, can't be racist if, you're if you're dating a black guy on Ka- national guys, TV. Catherine Dennis proved that in Southern Charm. <laughs> I do not know who that is, but I believe it. I she believe she is solved racism. The Southern Charm. Uh, what do you call it? A character? No, a cast member. Cast member. Mm-hmm. Thank I'm you. I'm fine with character. Who sent the monkey emoji to a black oh, DJ in Charleston yeah. and told her to stop playing the minority card? Oh, no. And then said that she that it wasn't race motivated. Jesus. But now she's dating a black dude who is named Caleb Ravenel. Uh, same last name as Thomas Ravenel, uh-huh. the uh, white. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But with a with a you know, another L. Oh, an extra L in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Thomas's family owned his family. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the party was about. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anyways. Yeah. So, um, you know, the interview is 13 minutes all over Twitter. You can tell that we follow the right people on Twitter, too, because everyone has been super Everyone's mad about just, it. Everyone's like, fire his yeah. ass. Yeah. So, um, anyways, if you didn't hear about that, you heard about that. We are not uh, in support of Harrison. Nor am I really in support of this episode all that much. Really not in support of this season. Yeah, yeah. No. That's I thought it would get better when once Victoria left and I I mean, I have a lot to say about fucking Heather coming in. Yeah. I man, there's like nothing going on on this season that I like right. or enjoy. Right. Well let's get into the things we know. That's a great preface for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> nothing enjoyable happened. Well, it starts actually with uh, Justine and MJ staring at each other, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like that really sets the tone for the whole episode. And then they do that thing where, like, one of them starts talking and it just immediately <laughs> right. turns into this, like, 
inaudible bickering. Like you can't hear what either of them are saying. And then eventually Jacinia just says, he will. And MJ says, he will. And then Jacinia <laughs> says, he will. <laughs> they interrupt each other more than I interrupt you on this podcast, mm, not, which is pretty possible. bad. <laughs> not possible. We already had to take a break so that yep. I could yell at Ryan and tell him not to interrupt me. <laughs> yeah, so... um Justinia starts talking and MJ says, Justinia, you have done enough talking. You need to listen. Um, and uh, yeah, what else? I mean, just like a lot of back and forth. So here's the thing that I will say. So they each get their turn to talk to Matt. And uh, Justinia says, MJ loves to preach about leading by example, but she's the one who created this division. True, Justinia. I mean, obviously, I think uh, we're both team Justinia on this. Yeah, I'm ready for MJ to leave. Right. And I have to say, oh, and MJ says, uh, she's such a bitch. And before she goes to Matt, and I, if I liked MJ better, I would have liked this. She goes, hold on, I got to fluff my hair. I forgot who I was for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which if she were more likable, I'd be like, that's a great like time she to go says, to battle. I had a weak bitch moment, but I'm back. We back. <laughs> Um, so MJ, they both go to Matt and I was pretty impressed because if you were just going off of what they each said to Matt, I think it would be very hard to tell who was. Yeah, I kind of, that was one thing that I wish that he had done. I wanted him to talk a little more about how he made the decision to cut MJ because Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I mean, it's basically her word versus right. her word, right. you know? Um, I don't know. I've, it just seemed like there wasn't any really compelling reason to get rid of MJ at that point. Right. Well, and if you've got MJ who, you know, preaches peace and harmony, how are you going to get rid of that? But he yeah. did. So he cuts MJ um, after she tells Jacinia that Jacinia needs to literally check herself. Um, he says, I can't give you this rose. Can I walk you out? And I was surprised because MJ was actually pretty subdued in her exit mm-hmm. interview. I was expecting a little more fire. But right. She says that Jacinia sabotaged her. Well, she forgot to fluff her hair again before the exit interview. She's Samson. She had weak she dra- <laughs> bitch energy. She is. She's Yeah, she draws wow. her power from her hair. And then she pushed the walls of the Neocomen down upon herself. I know these mics are real precarious on these books. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, a book about the Apollo 11 mission that's holding mine up. What's yours? Um, it's hard to see. Let's see. Uh, the poetry of Shakespeare, it appears. Oh, no, uh, Aristotle, poetics. Oh. That's exciting. Ah. Yeah. Little Aristotle for you. Um. All right, so the girls walk in, and Jacinia is not there either, but there is an empty rose platter, so uh, they put their little detective hats on. <laughs> Get out their magnifying glasses. Yeah. I loved this moment. They, It's like watching Clue unfold. <laughs> I think it was MJ with the rose in the study. Time to do some detective work, <laughs> but then they don't have to because Jacinia comes right. back in. <laughs> But I I wanted to see this play out a little bit more like their footprints leading to the hall. It's yeah. MJ's yeah. heels. I could have watched them do detective work for a while, I think. <laughs> um, 
All right. So they say somebody, I don't even know who said this, but that they were, oh, I think it was Chelsea looking forward to seeing Matt's fine ass walk through the door. Mm-hmm. Well, who is it? But racist ass Chris Harrison. <laughs> Harrison walks in and says to the Confederacy. <laughs> yeah. Harrison walks in wearing that white robe. Oh, <laughs> no, too much. <laughs> Oh. oh man um yeah so he says uh well and someone's like oh no when he walks in and now i think like yes oh no harrison yeah. is walking in um but he tells them there's not going to be a cocktail party why are they even fucking pretending like there's going to be a cocktail well, party that's anymore I feel like the girls are always really disappointed or like when they go on the group date and it turns into a bowling competition and they're like one of these groups is not going to come. And they're all like, what? Right. Like, come on, y'all. This is this is what happens every time. Right. This is every week season. six. Yeah. And not even that. Like, this has happened four times on this season already. And they're like, a competition was the last thing I expected. And it's happened 20 seasons before. Right. Yeah. I just don't know what, what they were thinking. Yeah. Because especially at this point, it's... Uh, it's pretty rare that they do like the big group cocktail party. Right. I mean, have, we're getting to the point where exactly what Matt says uh, is what happens, where he says, I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, this sends Serena C into a uh, tizzy. A spiral. She yells at Katie and tells Katie that, uh, that she, Serena C, has not had the time that she needed and that she would have gotten that time if Katie hadn't been uh, sucking up everybody's time by bringing up the damn bullying and toxicity of the house. So I'm interested to get your take on this because I did not understand Serena's seat well, Serena position C is at crazy, all. And she's a stu- she's she was one of the mean girls. I mean, no, I agree. Well, and also like this is the equivalent to me of like. Why are you like, why aren't you getting mad at the people who are bullying? Like, why are you getting mad at Katie? Right. You know, like, it's the same thing that you always see. Because she was one of the people that was bullying. Right. No, I know. But like, it's the same thing you always see is like, if you wouldn't have complained to the teacher about us misbehaving, like it's, it's putting it on Katie instead of like, well, it's MJ and Anna and. Well, there's just always a lot of misplaced um, anger. I mean, like we already talked about, I feel like. Even the simple fact that they were that mad at the girl that the producers bringing in new girls or at the new girls instead of right. the producers, yeah, like that again, it's they should have been mad at the showrunners, right? I want a season where they like storm the fucking producers' booth, right? And are like, "What are you doing?" Now, I will say. I <laughs> I do not ma- blame them being mad at Heather for coming yes. in. This is a different scenario it's as different, we'll get to. Yeah, that is different. apples and oranges that have never been kissed. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Serena C unloads on Katie. It also just feels totally random. Like she was just mad and she wanted she, someone to be mad yeah, at. Yeah, like I feel like she's just mad that that Katie said what she said mm-hmm. again because I think like to some extent, Serena was a part of that. Um, and yeah, she's just lashing out at her. Yeah, well, and also, correct me if I'm wrong, but Katie brought this up to Matt once, right? There was um, one instance where she brought this up to him like two episodes ago. Yeah. Because Serena makes it sound like Katie is just running to Matt well, like every five minutes. I mean, Katie was the original instigator. 
of bringing it up of bringing to him. it up to Matt. But then mm-hmm. I mean that's Katie's big argument is she says I gave him that information. Mm-hmm. I told him he could do with it what he wanted. Like I didn't I didn't call anybody out by name. Um so I mean in that sense I feel like Serena is right and she's wrong. I mean Katie did only bring it up once but, <laughs> but she was the one that started it. Right, all. But, but wasn't she should that have two whole cocktail parties ago like that wasn't before this cocktail party that was before the last that's right cocktail yeah. party so i just feel like it was like you shouldn't have brought this up five days ago right <laughs> still well, like why aren't you mad at jacinia who like called out mj you right. know i mean there were other girls that were speaking up about the bullying right but i think probably serena just doesn't like katie yeah and is just annoyed at the situation so we get roses handed out. Can um, I mention something oh, real quick? Sure, of course. This one of my favorite scenes of the whole episode, which really captured a 2021 mood, was just two of the women screaming into the night air. Yeah. <laughs> which was a pretty great uh, scene. I don't remember who it was, but I was like, that's the mood right there. Right. All right, go ahead. You have the women who received the roses. Serena P, Michelle, Piper, obviously Jacinia already has a rose. Um, Bree, Chelsea, Katie, and Serena C. Yeah. He sent home um, Brittany, which I was a little surprised mm-hmm. about. Uh, Kit already had a rose from the week before. Right, and at Rachel. Yes. Was, who wore her antebellum dress to yes. the cocktail party. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Very inappropriate. Well, she got some curtains and made a dress out of them. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's just, it was a different time, you know, five days ago when this happened, <laughs> earlier this year. So, Ryan, Brittany. Poor Ryan. Who is who else got sent home? Uh, Maggie. Is this where Maggie gets oh, sent home? Oh yeah, Maggie. Yeah, I, I liked Maggie. No, I did a lot too. And so she tweeted something. I saw she had less than ten minutes of screen time this entire season. Well, gosh, half of it was in that giant. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, and she's like clearly is a smart person, interesting, but like we lost it all to you know fucking Victoria and Anna, right? Um. Yeah, I was. I was. Well, I'm a little... not gonna say clearly she's a smart person. We don't know her at all. Well, but right? she's got you know, like a pharmacy degree. Like clearly she's probably oh, does more. She? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's. I believe that's why she came to the states was to get like a master's degree or some kind of you know higher education. Yeah. Degree. Well, maybe she'll show back up on Paradise. Yeah. yeah. Um. So really important. Speaking of other Bachelor shows, during the commercial, uh, you had known this, but I hadn't realized this. They're going ahead with seniors looking for love. Yeah. Because they're casting for that. You know, I feel like, is there a better show for the COVID era? <laughs> right. Let's get a bunch of seniors together. I yeah. mean, I feel like you should be able to find at least 20 senior citizens who would be all in on that. Yeah. Well, um, at this point, though, I think they can just say, like, you have to have been vaccinated. You know, like, they don't even have to go through yeah. this Heather charade of her balancing a pizza box on her head while she's quarantining so speaking of speak of the devil speak of the never been kissed weirdo (laughs) freak um yeah heather pulls up in a van and she's like i'm looking for chris harrison 
And um, she tells us in her interview that Hannah Brown told her that Matt was the perfect match for her. And she says, I couldn't let him get engaged and not meet him or try my best. Which begs the question, and I'm not using that correctly, but whatever. It's fine. Begs the question, why didn't you just audition and go on the show, you dumb bitch? Or... Ask Hannah for his fucking phone number. Right. Slide into right. his DMs. <laughs> oh, maybe you tried to. And he was like, no way, man. This yeah. bitch is weird. Well, and clearly he knew of her because the second that she walks he just, in, like, he guffaws. bursts out laughing, which could be interpreted in a variety of ways. But she also says, I know you guys are almost halfway through, but I'm not going to let that stop me. That. So here's the thing that annoyed me so much is you went on Twitter and there were all these people from Bachelor Nation who were like, Heather, so pe- like I think Demi tweeted. Demi, yeah, I saw that. Heather is the nicest person, like human being on earth. Anyone who bullies her or talks bad about her is, you know, a horrible human being. Well, I'm sorry, but she's a dumb piece of shit if she thinks that she can... <laughs> what? Yeah. It's stupid. Like, I... I agree that you shouldn't bully people, but if somebody acts like a damn fool, like don't right. think that you're going to get to come in here and that all these girls are just going to be welcoming to you. They're not like, you know, they're not right. And that Matt's going to be like, Oh, Heather, right. You know, like, like Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah. coming here in your child bride dress. <laughs> oh, that's such a turn on. Is that a purity ring? <laughs> She's wearing her like Barbie plastic slip on shoes. Like she just looked weird. I saw I couldn't quite interpret what her dress was that she wore to the cocktail party. I believe it's called Mormon, but make it fashion. (laughs) Special Mormon underwear under the dress. But make it slutty. (laughs) She said, Matt, I love speaking in tongues. Wanna make out? God, I've already kissed one person, Coco. <laughs> I've already kissed one person, Jesus Christ. Well, that would be two. <laughs> Colton, Jesus. That's Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> he came to uh, me in the I shower, like too. I cannot express enough how much I dislike her. And I remember not liking her on Colton season either. But she really is one of those people that I think suffers from, like, a re-return that yes. goes totally wrong. Yes. Because, like, eh, if you had asked me about her in Colton C- again, I didn't like her. I thought she was weird. Um, But I don't feel like I, like, hated her. Right. And watching her in this episode, I was like, I fucking hate you. Well, also, she's one of those things where, like, I'm sure Demi's right. I'm sure she's a wonderful person I in mean, real life. Course. I'm sure she yeah. is really nice. But, she like, I don't want to see I mean, her on my TV popping in no, in the middle. No, and just like don't act like people are horrible human beings for not like it, again, it boils down to just one simple thing to me, which so much of this boils down to like we all know how this show works. Right. So yeah. don't think that you can come in and do something that's just blatantly dumb mm-hmm. and clearly designed to piss people off. And and that it's just gonna go over okay. Like, no, that's not that's not on these contestants. That's on you. Right. Well, and Harrison. So Harrison appears so shocked. In fact, he's so shocked that he drops his Blue Lives Matters flag. Um, <laughs> oh, <God>. But uh, 
um he says like we're in quarantine heather but do you think this was a producer manipulation yeah okay well, i mean i i mean they're, they're like heather come heather on the show or, oh yes okay which like that almost makes me madder because like i don't want to see this producers like why did you think this was the right. entertaining thing that i wanted well i feel like that was something that dylan was referencing when he yeah. was like the producers don't care about you like they will just make you look stupid and make you look bad i felt like he was specifically talking about heather in some of those tweets sure well and that's like i get i totally believe that the producers don't care about any of these people but they should care about my entertainment as a viewer yeah. no <laughs> and like i, I don't want this it's, no <laughs> and i feel like the girls are right that like okay, we've gotten through six weeks of drama. Like now, can we just start? I feel like it was the same thing last season with the Victoria P stuff where it was just like, this show is miserable to watch when yeah. you're just manufacturing this dumb shit that right. nobody cares about. And it's particularly notable in this season because I really do feel like some of these girls seem really cool. Yeah. And I still don't feel like we know them. Well, exactly. And you and I both commented... At the end of Tasha season, it was like, wow, four yeah. good men right. are left and, like, and they're actually, interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and they're like, not doing that with The Bachelor. And I right. don't know. It's like a weird double standard, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because, I mean, they have four interesting women in this make more. But they are not getting, like Maggie, no screen time at all. Right. You know, instead, fucking Heather comes back. It's like if George Lucas was like, you know what? I think people want more Jar Jar. Let's put more well, Jar Jar in this. I agree with that. <laughs> you are a, you stand Jar Jar. Oh, me so, <laughs> me so not, horny. <laughs> yeah, that's not Jar Jar. What does he say? Oh, how wooed. How wooed. Jar Jar. Does he talk in third person like Elmo? Uh, he says Misa. Misa. That's, yeah. Because he's a fucking Jamaican like, stereotype. Misa hungry. Yeah, like yeah exactly. Misa so excited. No, no. Misa stay. Missy caught Jaja Binks. Missy, your humble servant. That won't be necessary. Oh, but it is. It is demanded by the gods, it is. Missa, so excited to be on Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> Missa, here for love. Yeah, I can't, I can't really put words on why that feels wrong, but it definitely yeah. does. No, that <laughs> movie in particular had like four blatantly racist stereotypes in it because there was like the Japanese aliens who are like the sneaky like oh, trade God. federation people and like the Italian <sighs> that like uh was like a trait like a real stingy trader. It was yes. I think you do, Mon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bad look. And even in nineteen ninety nine, that was a bad crazy. look. Crazy. <laughs> Imagine if it were two thousand eighteen. <laughs> well, we didn't know back then. All um, right. Um, let's move forward. Yeah. So yeah, Harrison tells uh Heather that she's gonna have to quarantine. He's gotta talk to a lot of people. A lot of people. So he many says, people. Why don't you go back to your hotel and I'll be in touch? Yeah, a lawn gale. I gotta talk to a lawn gale. I gotta talk to whatever that horrible producer is. Yeah. Is that Brett? No, I don't think so. I think that Brett guy is okay. He was like t- ripping Harrison apart. Oh, good. I like that guy. Yeah. yeah. On Twitter, he's yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. So um, we are going on a one-on-one mm-hmm. with Piper. Yeah. Piper, who was another example of like, 
here seems to be like a normal, likable yeah, person. Yeah, 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 for sure. Mm-hmm. So they go out into the woods at night. They park the car, and who shows up but a man with a hook? <laughs> Just kidding. They go to a carnival. Yeah. Well, so they go up, and there's like an old-fashioned like electricity switch. Yeah. And she throws it, and it's actually a Milgram experiment where they see if she'll shock someone to death. <laughs> They run through a creepy clown mouth to get to the carnival. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, like, there were no, like, creepy-ass carnies in it. Like, it was just... I'm pretty sure that's offensive. Is that that offensive? Am I moving into Harrison territory? It's only 2021. I don't want to be the woke police. (laughs) Who can say it's offensive, Ryan? Can you? Can can any of us? I did an interview with a carny, and I told them it wasn't offensive. So I think we're fine. Okay, sure. (laughs) I did an interview with a hillbilly. It was a real (laughs) hick. Real elegy for that interview. Um. Okay, yeah, so they are at this carnival. They have it all to themselves. I said I actually would really enjoy this yeah, date. I love seemed, a carnival. I love a fair. Yeah, well, that seemed fun to you because they got to take whatever prize they wanted. That's the dream right there. Oh, that's the Instead dream. Instead of one of those fucking carnies <laughs> telling you what you can get. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, while they are at the carnival... uh. We get a group date card. Mm-hmm. Brie, Kit, Rachel, Michelle, Jacinia, Serena P, Abigail, Chauncey, Serena C. This lane leads to love. And spoiler alert, it is a date involving our college dean, one Sean Lane. <laughs> Boy, that's an insider joke. <laughs> it is. The... That is just for you and me right yep. there. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes the jokes are just for us. <laughs> you know, we do one for them and one for us. Yeah, that's, that's how it right. goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it involves bowling. But what this means is that Katie has the one-on-one. Um, we get another interview from Heather in her hotel room and I have in my notes, what a freak. (laughs) Oh, I thought, I mean, I, again, I think she's fine. I just don't want to see her in this season. Like, I I feel like I don't have the visceral negative reaction. No, I know you have a visceral reaction to her. I don't have that. Um, but I, uh, like she's, I, again, I'm sure she's a nice person to hang out with. I doubt it. Okay, maybe she not. doesn't seem funny. Though, I mean, she doesn't know how to open a revolving door. <laughs> like I that's feel the like biggest mark against her. It takes a really special person to fail at opening a revolving door for like five minutes, and then still think that she can walk in like a bad right. bitch in her <laughs> plastic shoes and her weirdo like white prom dress I, I just like the I, bottom was like macrame or something no, like, it wasn't yeah. macrame it was like beaded that's what i'm is, is macrame not macrame beads? is like crochet oh, macrame okay. is what ramona always wears on real housewives oh, they had so to you, tell her no more macrame so you can I'm wear i'm sorry so you can wear macrame though i wasn't totally off macrame is like what people wear on swimsuit cover-ups like okay. that kind of knit crocheted material that's like halfway see-through because there's holes everywhere right right but you also you can craft with it correct uh sure okay i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) um 
Yeah, what are we talking about? Okay, we so the carnival. That, we keep getting pulled back to Heather, but yeah. it's not even Heather time yet. Yeah, the carnival date. I'll uh, tell you who's who's into this carnival date. Who? Timakula Road. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> that band that pops the up band. in the end. They should have brought them to, like, wouldn't it have been better if they would have, like, gotten to ride the Ferris wheel and listen to Team McCola Road? No, it's better to have to dance awkwardly, awkwardly in front sure. of the band, obviously. Sure. Yeah, Matt does earlier can the I, moment I want to, go ahead. Go can ahead. I tell you something? Yeah. You're the Polaroid from the best night ever. <laughs> Just for you. Thanks, baby. Mm-hmm. That's the nicest thing you've ever said. That might be true. Yeah. Might be true. Well, uh, I wanted to mention earlier, Matt swung the hammer and rang the bell and got a kiss, which is a classic carnival moment that sure. I think every man dreams of. And I would not have rung that bell. You would I, have. Maybe. I don't think it's as hard as it seems. Well, and probably they, I mean, Matt, it seems they strong, but they rigged, rigged it. it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I would like, I would like a rigged carnival. That would Take be nice. Take it down a notch. Okay, I know. I'm getting, I'm getting a little excited. <laughs> getting a little excited. Um, They dance to a song by Timakula Road, Timakula, Tim, I think it's Timakula, Timakulin, Timakula, Timakula Road. And okay, I okay. thought that the guy in the band looked a little bit like that guy that was on Listen to Your Heart if he had lost a bunch of weight. Oh, the guy maybe. that was with Rudy. Oh, yeah. Matt. The Matt yeah. yeah. Oh, man, what happened to Rudy? I liked her. Oh, well, that's an update that we didn't cover in the boom, 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 Sunday Night News edition uh the couple broke up yeah chris and brie yeah yeah that was sad to see I yeah know, i liked them yeah i liked but they said in their statement that they hope to continue to make beautiful music together oh just not between the sheets the real fleetwood mac situation <laughs> I was gonna say, can they uh have the music without the love though because uh that show was pretty insistent that it was impossible to make good music with someone that you weren't madly in love with. What are you going to rely on? Just your voice? Right. Just your musical talents? Mm, no. Idiots. No. Um, we have a whole uh, scene where um, Piper talks about how hard it is for her to express her feelings, um, which she sort of ironically ends up crying about how she can't express her feelings, which I get it. I feel like I've done that. Well, I think a lot of people who struggle to express their feelings, eventually when they do, it's like, what do I do with it's this? It's too much, right. What is this salty liquid? <laughs> what, what is this salty discharge? Oh my God, you're crying. This is horrible. I care. What do I do with my hands? Yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> overwhelmed with emotion. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, they get the dance to Temecula Road. Okay, and then um, the bowling date. You want to do the bowling date? Let's do it. So I have a couple of notes. One, Matt is wearing a bowling shirt, and the vertical stripes make him look eight feet tall. He might be eight feet tall. <laughs> That's true. I just feel like it's difficult for a tall man to pull off a bowling shirt. Who does he think he is? Like a late 90s ska band? <laughs> Who are you, sir? The mighty, mighty Boston's. <laughs> Matt, have you ever tried to knock on wood? <laughs> He's glad he hasn't yet. Do you know someone who has? <laughs> That's a good song, though. It is a, it is a good song. It of is the... a good song. I put it on my one of my running okay. lists. 
And I'm never not happy to hear it okay. when it comes okay. through. I think of those like ska revival songs, I think it's one of the best. Yeah. To come out. I'm not I haven't listened to it in a long time, so I am not ready to go to bat for it yet, but it's definitely better than a lot of those other ones. Whatever the cherry pop and daddy's saying, it's better than Zoot that. Suit Riot? Yeah. No, that one's horrible. Yeah. And gross. Oh, well, sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they're eating pizza. They're having wings and nachos. Well, that's just it. I was like, a bowling date. That's kind of like boring. And then I was like, nacho bar? I'm in. I would have just been all about. I bowling dates. No, you I know. You never take me on a bowling date. I, I will <gasps> take you. Guys, I do have to give a shout out to Ryan. Listen to the date that we did this past weekend. Yeah. He took me to a cat lounge. Yeah, Caddyshack. It was amazing. Yeah, I feel like that's one of my best dates. I know. And that of was course, a real like bachelor. Yeah. Like we're going on a date. Yeah, I'm surprised that they haven't done that yet, actually. Um, no, and I, you know, I really like that was romantic of me well, because. Well, they took that trip to Pig Island. Sure. <laughs> Which we've also done. <laughs> Which yeah. we have done, yes. <laughs> yeah, we have a blanket with a picture of your family and the pigs on it. Yeah, um, Venom we'll, hot dogs almost lost a finger. Yeah, we didn't ask what the hot dogs were made of because we got pretty close to pig cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, there was that shark attack at one of those pig places. There was. Naturally, because you got a bunch of fucking pigs in the right. water. And, and a shark's like, oh, this is fucking yeah, delicious. It's a, This is my favorite barbecue place. Got attacked in her butt and she bled out and it was not saved oh oh that's she sad died. yeah because i was gonna make a joke about how she jumped out of the water Don't and the shark was hanging on her bottom Don't but, do it. Yeah, well i i'm not going to even though i just did um all right we're at the bowling alley naturally they're all having a fun time and they're uh-huh. like this just feels really fun and like laid back and then harrison shows up yep. and he says um that they are going to be divided into teams. The winning team gets to stay to do the date night. Abigail's all sad. They're mm-hmm. all sad. I mean, come on, guys. Right, we knew. Chelsea says, I expected some kind of twist, but I didn't expect it to be a competition. What are Why, you talking Chelsea? about? Yeah. <laughs> that would, If they would have said, there's a twist coming, that would have been my first and only guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So they bowl it out. And the pink team wins. Yeah. So I have to say, this is like Harrison somehow resisted his like compulsion to comment on every single sporting event. Mm -hmm. Like I'm shocked that he didn't like bring in whatever that bowler was from Howe's Neck or whatever that we or uh, no Iowa or Nebraska when we shouted that uh, that person's uh, small town out. Yeah. Um. You know, bring in someone so he could do like commentary on the bowling. Or just but... bring in Big Polly. <laughs> right. I Back feel like again. They make Big Polly do whatever like nobody else wants <laughs> right. to do. Ooh. Get Big Polly on yeah. it. Yeah, we tried to He's get He's our Wells. fixer. Yeah. Come. Wells isn't coming for a Big goddamn Polly, bowling match. Um, all right. So this was another thing that did kind of piss me off about the uh, competition element because. All we get from Harrison, season after season, year after year, mm-hmm. is him telling the fucking Bachelor, Bachelorette, 
look, you make the decisions. It's your call. You're the one who gets to say you like, you have the final say, whatever you want to do. So they make it sound like if you wanted to go on 51 on one day, it's like you could do that. Right. Right. And then here we have, um, so Matt said this, ultimately I don't make all the right decisions and it's unfortunate because I want to spend time with all the women here. I feel for the blue team. So I don't get that. Like mm-hmm. it definitely felt like Matt was being forced by production, right. by Harrison to to insist upon this like blue team can't come to the cocktail right. party thing. Right. And of course later he undoes that. He does, but like we've had dates where like i feel like taisha did this where she immediately was like i want to just hang out with all of y'all so everybody come Mm -hmm. like what did someone say to matt like okay the blue team's really coming but like yeah what's going on behind the scenes yeah Yeah. though i have to say so when they i want to mention one quick thing that i liked when kit said what do you want in a wife a bowler right (laughs) when she was like this isn't really happening right um but i actually have to say the four-person cocktail party was nice like I feel, I do feel for those other women. I know they want their time, but I think what Matt should have done was done that whole cocktail party with those four women, and then been like, "Okay, here's our second cocktail party for these other four people." Well, if wants and butts were candy and nuts, then <laughs> every day would I'd be Gadonka Fest. <laughs> I'd be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> but I mean. They they get to make the rules. Like just tell the producers, like, hey, get another get another nacho bar set hey, up. Get another charcuterie yeah, right. board up in here. <laughs> get it made, make it happen. I feel like I mean, of course, I talk a big game. I would be like, whatever you say. But <laughs> yes, sir. but it seems like the bachelor or bachelorette should just be like, do this for me. Like yeah. I want this to happen. Yeah. Like what? Because what are they gonna do? You know? Like I feel like if you are the lead. You should assert as much power as you want. I do not get the impression that Matt is an assertive personality. No, correct. And neither am I. And I talk a giant game here behind this microphone <laughs> yeah. stacked on top of books. But I would be like, whatever you say, producers. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'd love for Heather to join the show. She's a delight. She's only kissed one person. Me too. <laughs> she went to a Christian college. We've got a lot in common. Um... Uh, actually, y'all probably do. Yeah. She's from California, too. Yeah. I bet y'all run in some of the same circles. Oh, yeah. Boy, she probably knows Eric Christian Olsen. Probably. Yeah. Probably. All right. So the blue team gets to come to the cocktail party. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea, in particular, is a little bit pissed. Yeah. Um, Chelsea says, so Michelle gets the date rose. And Chelsea argues that he should have given it to someone who hasn't had a one-on-one and needed validation which I do kind of, you know, I, I don't know. Chelsea is annoying. Like, I feel like at this point in the show, there get to be those girls, and Katie is a little bit like this, where we as the viewer are like, oh, honey, it's not you. Right, um, yeah. But they don't know that uh-huh. yet. Like, they're still in it. Yeah. And I feel like Chelsea is a little bit like that, where it's like, yeah. oh, girl, don't waste oh, your time honey. getting angry about this. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're not long for this world. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, did we totally gloss over Katie and Serena C's big fight? I think we glossed it over earlier in the... Uh, Do we miss it, or is that yet to come? No, Would they scream at each other? we didn't. We didn't. We did miss it. Um, gosh. I mean, they just oh, yell at each right, other. you're right. You're right. 
Um, we yeah. glossed over that because I also wanted to mention that in that same scene, Kit is dressed like Ben Savage from Boy Meets World. <laughs> she's wearing that sweater vest over a white T-shirt. I like that she's not even a Topanga. She's a she's Corey. She's Ben Savage. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a Corey. Corey. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm sorry. You're right. So Katie and Serena do get... Well, we, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, we talked about um, their initial fight, but then they have the really big fight the next that's day. That's right. Because yeah. Serena is bitching about Katie to the girls and she says she came in here with her sex positivity that was her shock and awe moment <laughs> just like the iraq war <laughs> she took that strategy straight from w um so i will say like serena initially is like i want she seemed like she came in trying to have a conversation and then it just totally went off the rails and i'm not entirely sure who's at fault for that i mean i'm generally team katie in these kinds of situations i'm a hundred percent team katie i do feel like katie probably jumped on her pretty quick but at this point i feel like like katie said i thought you were here to apologize right and then when she when it was clear that she wasn't i just think that katie was like fuck this shit right yeah well and um katie is not here for anybody's bs yeah well serena says your little antics and your drama you've been inserting yourself into again i just don't like what is she she's standing up for the other women like right serena c was just acting like she has been like shoving herself in everybody's business right because she says you're lighting all these little fires everywhere and you're the arsonist (laughs) that's a great novel much like mia in the uh (laughs) wonderful novel yeah little fires everywhere hbo miniseries two thumbs down yeah, you didn't like Ugh, it. No. I was disappointed because I loved book that is book. So good. Great book. Oh, I yeah. loved the book. Yeah. Yeah. Book wreck. Yeah, that we'll do that in our book club along with whatever bachelor drivel. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, we're not gonna read Harrison's yeah, book. Yeah, God. Now. Well, I never wanted to because it's gross. Just, <laughs> it's just all about how much he loves the song Dixie. <laughs> oh man. There's just something about it. Yeah. I feel like I need Harrison to start talking in like a Thomas Ravenel right. like Southern accent. I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So and Katie does have a terrific um, closing line where she's just like done with the conversations, so and she just says, "Thank you for your feedback." Yep, and walks away, which is how I'm going to end Everything. all. Uh, I'm yeah. going to start saying that to our kids. Right. Thank you for your feedback. Okay, so we're going to skip forward now. Yeah, speaking of Katie. Michelle gets the date rose, uh-huh. um, and now we're on Katie's one-on-one. Right. But before we can go on this one-on-one, we got to get a little bit of a uh, little bit of help from one friend. Old Tyler C. My boo. <laughs> Tyler C. was looking a little bit little bit weary. I think the quarantine's got him down. Sure. I think quarantine <laughs> Tyler C. is not quite the Tyler C. we remember. Still amazing. Still yeah. on my list. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I have room on my list for a new living member. Right. Because Christopher Plummer has gone up to the big list in the sky. <laughs> he the has, big sex list in the he's sky. elevated to my ghost list. That's eternal, too. Yeah, That's the number thing. One. Is like once you're on that. You know what's going to be sad? What? when jeff bridges dies yeah. and then i have to figure out if christopher Plummer or jeff bridges Ooh. gets my number one ghost spot okay now here's a question about the ghost list okay so because they're dead is are they in the form when they died or are they at their peak i think you get to decide oh okay That's what's so enticing about right. the ghost list. and you could sort of 
follow them through time. Sure. Now let's do it with you as uh, an old man. Now let's do it with you in the sound of music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because that's an important question. Well, it's always going to be the sound of music plumber. Well, that's what I'm saying. But Jeff Bridges, I feel like I'd take... You know, you last take, picture show, yeah, right. ride it all the way through. Crazy, crazy hard. hard, yeah, yeah. Those I'm are two good it. bookends. Yeah, I am here. Yeah, take every stop in between. <laughs> That's a bookend, all right. <laughs> Actually, maybe he could split himself into two ghosts, and you could have a threesome. <laughs> There's no rules with these ghosts. Okay, anyway, so uh, Tyler yeah. C is there. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a salmon-colored shirt. Okay. They are just uh, shooting some pool Couple like of bros. bros do. Couple of bros. So here's my question, speaking of Tyler C.'s looks. So Tyler C., does it take two minutes or two hours for him to do his hair? I think two minutes. Okay. I, I mean, I was reminded by his presence on this show. I just think that he's a genuine guy, you know? What, like a man's man? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Or like, is he a man's man he, or is he a guy's well, guy? Well, I think he's confident enough. In, like, remember how pro feminist mm-hmm. he was in Hannah B's season? Right. Like, well, I really don't that. think he was putting that on. Uh-huh. So I think he has this really interesting, like, self confidence where. Like, yeah, he can razzle-dazzle you and yeah. show up in a more formal outfit, but on a day like that, mm-hmm. like, I don't think he's making any pretenses about trying to look a little ruffled. Well, but, I, I yeah, I just, I never know when people's hair looks like that because it's the perfect must hair. That's just him. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, first of all, like, he knew he was going to be on You're TV. So jealous. Well, I was going to say, it must be nice to have that kind of self-confidence. I wonder what that's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would be enjoyable. It must be nice to have <laughs> Tyler C. on your side. <laughs> well, and uh, if I looked like that, maybe I would have that self-confidence. Probably not. Probably still would have yeah, my own crushing insecurities. But that's, I think, what, what made him stand out so much. Because there's hundreds at this point of like good-looking male right. contestants. I just think that there was something about his personality and his self-assuredness that... Right. Really, like, came through on the screen. He's at ease in his own skin. Mm-hmm. As And what skin to be at ease in versus, say, Ed, who was not at ease in his own oh, skin. God. And whose face Ed. And whose face and personality matched perfectly. Yeah, but I'm thinking about someone like, I don't know. Let me think about it. So, well, like Bennett. Yeah, I was, that's the, the one I was going to go to, too. Like, your classically handsome, lantern-jawed guy. Like... You can afford to be a little bit nicer. Lantern jaw. Yeah, lantern. Like he's got a square jaw. Like uh, yeah, like a lantern. Like a lantern. Yeah, his face is a lantern. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lighting the way <laughs> to being lighting a huge the dick. way to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> lighting the way to emotional intelligence. Um, so, anyways, Tyler C anyway, was there yeah, with his self assuredness, just shooting some pool casually. And he gives him the advice to don't discount the relationships that are a little bit slower yeah. to build. Kind of the slow burns. I did like Matt says, Katie's the one who had the cactus sized vibrator. That was a great uh, object to choose as yeah. a size comparison. <laughs> All right, so Katie um, and Matt go on their date after he talks briefly with Tyler C. <laughs> Um, Tyler is getting a massage at the hotel spa and they're mm-hmm. going to prank him a la 
Ashton Kutcher, Dax Shepard. This might as well be fucking punked. Guys, it's time to get punked. <laughs> I thought this was like, it didn't quite work for me as a prank. Well, it's, uh, it to me it's an icky prank yes. because what you're doing is you're sexually molesting someone. Yes. Well, and like filming him without his consent in his underwear, like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. It was just kind of gross to me. Yeah, and like, I, it's unfortunate because I do like the idea of yeah. it and the stuff that wasn't related to the body. Like yeah. I thought it was funny when they had her. Pretend like she was talking to someone and was like, Tyler C is here. Right. But when Katie was like, massage his nipples, I was like, oh, would you do this to a female? Right. Right. Yeah. It just, it didn't, it didn't quite work for me. Like, I like the whole idea of like, we're going to do a prank. Matt's right. That Katie is the right person for that. Of course, we immediately realized that Katie is in the friend zone. Despite her running and jumping in his arms and kissing him. Anytime there's a date like this, that's like. It's funny or it's a prank. Yep. Like think about last season with Easy doing the like haunted yes, house date. Yep. It's like, nope, sorry. Yeah, that's you the kiss of death. Yep. Um, all right. So they go in and they're like, oh, it's us. And then they go on the night date. I mean, I think we can blow through this pretty quickly yeah. because long story short, Katie does get cut. Yeah. So and here's the thing is old like I really liked Katie. Yep. I know a lot of fans did. I'll miss having her on the show. Matt did make the right decision, I think, in the sense that it wasn't going to be her. Um, so I think yeah. he made the right choice. They were friends. They were friends. And that's fine. And he, I feel like he explained it perfectly. He's like, it's nothing against you. I will say that, like, the buildup to the, like, breakup speech was pretty, like, there was no, <laughs> until he dropped that butt, he even, like, picked up the road. Like, yeah. I feel like. You you kind of knew it was coming as nah, a viewer. But when but... he was like, you've been honest with me and I owe the same honesty to sure. you, that's never good. No, no. But I mean, I think that was when he was, that was when the butt had already come because he was yeah. saying a bunch of nice things and all of that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Katie gets cut again. I mean, I think that's the right call for him. It is. And she's gone. Yeah. And who is here to replace her but... Heather. That is a bad trade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is the worst deal ever. <laughs> um, is that your Trump? That's my Trump. <laughs> the worst trade. <laughs> uh, he's been gone bad. three weeks. I've it's lost. Bad. It's very, very bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's not a good deal. The worst deal. <laughs> it's not Trump. Yeah. A, well, you know what? It doesn't matter anymore. It's the worst deal of your life, <laughs> Matt. You've got to choose Katie. <laughs> Matt, I'm getting impeached again, Matt. <laughs> Matt, I'd like to invite you to an antebellum party down oh, in Mar-a-Lago. God. Yeah, he was there. You've God. got to be yeah. there. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. So Heather's, I mean, I'm not kidding. She looked like a like one of those kid that goes to a purity ball yeah. thing to me. Like, yeah. I don't know. Come on, Heather, read the room. Yeah. I mean... She just looks like a little girl. All right, so the girls are all. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say she already like she's nice, but she does seem immature to me. Yes, and 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 like in a different way than some of the other girls do. Like I just way that maybe you maybe it happens when you are twenty four and have never kissed someone. Right. Well, and just like I don't know why. Like, why are you doing that? Like, why are you on this show? I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand why most people go on this show, 
but I really don't understand why Heather's on this show. All right. So the girls are all talking about how great it's going to be um, because everything's finally normal. Matt seems happy. <laughs> all the drama's gone. Kit says, I'm looking forward to finally making it all about the love stories and less about the gossip and drama. And who shows up eventually once she's able to push (laughs) through the door? Was it super windy there? What was going on? And then she still gives like a look. She's like tries to act like a bad bitch when she struts through. It would have been great if come on. Yeah, it would have been great if she had just tripped too in her plastic shoes. Surprised she didn't. Like, all right. So she comes in. um, She interrupts Piper. Mm Hmm. And asks Matt if she can talk to him. And he just like laughs so loud and so long and says, Heather? (laughs) So um, what is what's your call? I mean, obviously, she's not going to win. What's my call? Check her ass. Send her home. You should not be there. The season is halfway through. If you wanted to go on the show, you should have gone through like the rest of them from day one. Well, but what's Matt going to You think that's what Matt's going to do? Yes, I think that Matt is going to recognize like they always do. Like the same thing happened with Peter. It was earlier on in the season. But when Hannah B shows up and he's like, even if you did want to date that person, Uh which like, sorry, Heather, I don't think that Matt wants to be with you. But even if he did... You got to recognize that you can either keep this one girl who just came in looking yep. like Purity Barbie, or you can keep, well, I mean, how many women does he have now? Right. 12? Yeah. Like, they're all going to be fucking irate yes. with you. Yep. So what's, like, is it worth yeah. it? I don't well, know. Well, and I mean, Peter at least had plowed Hannah three plus one times. Like, Matt James doesn't even have that relationship with Heather. So, you know. Um, I like I could see his incentive a little bit more than Matt. right. Where Matt's like, like you at least know yeah, her. I don't know who you are. Like, why are you here? Oh, yeah. you're famous for never having kissed anyone. Right. Come on in. <laughs> That's who I want. We're in fantasy suites in two weeks. Oh, good. Oh, all right. Well, we'll see what happens uh, next week. Whether Heather stays or goes. Um, until then, hopefully, maybe we're not going to promise Bachelor. We might in the be news. back on Sunday because I do feel like some of this Harrison stuff yeah. is going to devolve farther. It's going to be interesting because you you know you just never know what catches fire and what doesn't. And like he seems pretty adamant that like hey, I take it from the left and the right. You can't please everybody. Like I'm curious to see how and if he responds to this at all. So. And at one point next week well, or on Sunday. he did respond. Oh, he already did? He published a oh. He posted a thing on Instagram. Oh, what did he and say? he turned the comments off. He apologized. Okay. He did. Oh, okay. So he's already apologized for sure. this. Yeah, but I it mean, was a little bit of like, okay, I'm going to cover my ass. Sure, yeah. With an Instagram apology. Yeah. Comments off. Right. No, no dialogue. Yeah, please. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was it a uh, post or a story? Maybe both. Okay. Okay, because I love the story apology because it's like yeah. it's here and then it's gone, I never happened. But only for twenty four yeah, hours. Right. I don't it's need this expiration on my full date. Feed. Yeah, on this. All right. Well, yeah, we'll um, we'll cover that maybe later this week, or we'll talk to you next week. Close.
yards, step up slow high You need a strength, most don't possess Or has it ever come down to do or die? You got to rise above the rest I'd like to think that if I was, I would pass Look at the tested and think there before the grace go on Might be a coward, I'm afraid of what I might find out Never had to knock on wood But I know someone who has Which makes me wonder if I could It makes me wonder if I never had to knock on wood And I'm glad I haven't yet Because I'm sure it isn't good That's the impression that I get This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.